Chapter 6 A Most Exotic Birthday March 11th dawned, and I found my ship anchored off of Sabolga, Sumatra, a small fishing village. It was my birthday, and three cast friends and I hired a driver to take us around for a tour and teach us some local history. Our way up to view the town from a looming mountain was treacherous. Our guide informed us that people died all the time when their buses ran off the road and into the steep gorge that ironically provided our wonderful scenery. Anchored with a few tinier islands nearby, our ship looked very out of place amongst the alien fishing stations so common here. The locals built huts above the water that appeared to hover over enormous nets spread out for fishing. Looking spider-like, waiting for prey above their webs, the huts were scattered helter-skelter all along the coast. Traversing our road at night was impossible. Besides the inherent danger of its curviness, tigers roamed about. By day, we had no luck seeing one of the fiery giants emerge from the jungle greenery. Our guide told us the grim truth that while the Sumatran tiger is very endangered, the Balinese and Java tigers have become extinct. Our short tour over, we roamed through town on our own. At a very colorful and loud local market, a man gave me some sugar and cinnamon bark to chew on. I was reluctant to accept his gifts, distrustful of strangers giving things to me, but did not want to offend him, and instinctively, I knew he was much more open and friendly than what I was used to back home. Tangerines and a local fruit called salak became gifts for some children in exchange for their pictures. The woman who I bought the fruit from had settled on a blanket with her scale and goods piled around her. She let me take her photo. Although none of her few teeth showed, she displayed a very welcoming grin. Other unrecognizable fruits sat nearby in large woven baskets. From this market, we stumbled into the unmistakable drying racks for the fish. The malodorous air assaulting us did nothing to improve my lifelong aversion to seafood. However, I found the local preservation techniques fascinating with their rustic simplicity. Thick, flat pieces of wood resting on rack frames constructed out of thin poles supported loads of fish. None of this looked nailed together. These racks sat right at the water's edge so that the fish could be directly placed on them once ashore. Was salt even used or just the sun? We couldn't tell. How long did the fish stay out like this to dry? We didn't know that either. But our noses and weak stomachs signaled the time to move along. My Sabolga highlight was in meeting a group of eager school kids just finishing up their studies for the day. One boldly approached me to practice her English, her friends getting such a kick that I would take the time to talk to her. It was wonderful to connect with more locals, and I was only too happy to indulge and let her ask me questions. What was my name? Where was I from? And what was I doing there? I ended up telling her that it was my birthday, and she let me take her picture too. She spoke with such a strong accent, I thought she was telling me that her name was Feronica. How pretty! But then I saw her write down Veronica and had to laugh. Not as exotic as I had thought. Veronica also wrote down her address, and I promised I'd write to her and send her a copy of our picture. My friends and I hired a rickshaw to get us back to the ship, and as we passed Veronica and her troop, she blew me a birthday kiss, completely melting my heart. I did write to her later, but never heard back. Had I misread her writing and sent the letter to some non-existent address? 
Was it too expensive for her to write back to me? In December of 2004, the horrible tsunami struck, affecting much of Indonesia. How did Sabolga Sumatra fare? Did the fishermen lose all of their rickety racks and dried fish? How many perished? How is my smiling fruit vendor? Is she still in her spot that she seemed to have been in for her whole life, selling fresh wares? The tigers are probably fine with their strange sixth sense that we humans are nowhere near to understanding. But what about Veronica? Did she graduate from school? I hope that she's okay.